Here we go. And welcome to episode 388. 378. I can't I can't fucking remember. It's a big number at this point of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says From the dawn of time, we've come moving silently through the centuries, down through many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the gathering when the few who remain will battle for the last. No one has ever known we were among you until now. Nice. R.I.P., man. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Connery. That was a big loss. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's a tough one because, I mean, you know, Freddie was 90. You know. Yeah. He led a long life. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm sh- something tells me, like, as he, I mean, I know. I mean, he, he, he kind of freely admitted, like, you know, he felt a woman needed to be smacked every once in a while, and he was happy to do it. <laughs> you know? So something tells me, like, deep down as a human being, he was a major asshole. Right. But, man, he made a lot of movies I like. Yeah, he did. You know? Made a lot of movies. I mean, you know, I mean, that was a shitty Connery I was doing. You know, <laughs> they said one of yours to the to the hospital, to the morgue. You know, that, that, that's not even good. <laughs> you know, I mean, but he like so. I mean, not only the the Bond movies, but like like shit, like, like he was in the Untouchables. He he was in the the Green Knight. He was in um First Night. Like he played King Arthur. Like. Um, you know, he, he was in The Rock. He was in, you know, like I said, just so many of these movies that you're just like, damn. What a damn fine actor. Yeah. And Indiana Jones. Yeah, he, he, he was, yeah, I mean, he, he played Henry Jones. <laughs> right. Even though they're kind of close in age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I mean, you just, like, you, you look at him and you just, like, like, I'm mean, just in awe of the career that he had. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, he, he was... You can't walk on there, Sabine. He he was for many, like... For a very long time, myself included, he was James Bond. Yeah. You know, I mean, Roger Moore was not James Bond to me. And, you know, Pierce Brosnan, I mean, you know, Sean Connery was the epitome of what James Bond was until Daniel Craig came around. Right, right. You know, um, and uh, you know, but you just you think about like like the dude had a career. Yeah, he did. I mean, he was you know, in a lot of shit. He, I mean, he was in a ton of shit. You know, don't get me wrong, but like, but like, so much of it was like really fucking good. Yeah. And he wasn't afraid to like do like shit that was like batshit crazy, like Zardoz. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, where he's basically wearing a jock strap and a bandolier, <laughs> you know, like, holy shit, dude. But yeah, I mean, I, I, that's some good shit, man. Mm-hmm. He will be missed. He will be. Yeah. Speaking of batshit crazy, I was watching Excalibur this morning. Man. Yeah. I forgot 
like it's been a while since I've watched Excalibur. It's like one of those movies I could come around to like every ten years or so and say, Yeah, I should sit down and rewatch this. You know? Mm-hmm. And um I always forget just how batshit crazy that movie is. <laughs> yeah. Like it's beautiful. It it's a it I mean it's shot magnificently and like there is so much to love about that movie, but that movie is batshit crazy. <laughs> I mean guys are just walking around the castle in full plate mail armor. It's like shining like the sun. <laughs> you know. The first time I I ever saw um uh Lens flare was in that fucking movie because like all the armor was just like blazingly bright, right? <laughs> you know, because it was like but, perfectly. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like it's it it, it what's a shame though is like it's such a good movie and it's like it, it it's an interesting take on on the story of Arthur, and but it's like it it, it gets portrayed like so batshit crazy like when you watch you're just like holy shit i can't believe i like this movie (laughs) you know like i can't believe i thought this was one of the greatest movies ever made but you know at the same time i'm I'm still watching and going this is one of the greatest movies ever made (laughs) (laughs) right but that like at the end like that scene where like you know when, when percival throws the sword and the hand, the ladies, the lady of the lake reaches up and grabs it and like holds it like in the air for just a second, like and then brings it straight down into the water. Like there's not even a ripple. Like, yeah, it yeah. just comes straight down in the water. You're like, oh shit, that's good. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, there's some good moments in that movie. Yeah. Actually, <clears throat> I think I watched that. I watched that this morning and uh. I watched Moneyball Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie. Like, I I just, I want, I, it's, it's been a while since I, re, I watched it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's written by Aaron Sorkin, so I like the dialogue. Plus, I, I like the story of, uh, you know, how baseball in many ways was ruined. <laughs> yeah. You know, but in many ways they weren't. Like, it makes sense. Like, what, what, like, it's funny, like it, how analytics became a thing based on what the Oakland A's did back in like 2002 or something, yeah. you know, but like how it's become too much in a way as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, that analytics can play a big role in, in building a team. And again, how you use those analytics is a big deal. But like, I mean, it clearly doesn't work for everybody. I point to the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> right. You know, but like, but the Oakland A's, like Billy Bean, he's been doing it for, for almost 20 years now. Yeah. And every three or four years, they put together a competitive team and they get to the playoffs. And, you know, once you get there, you never know what could happen. But it's like, it's like, every, like they do it so fucking well. And yet, like, you get a team like the Pirates that, like, can't do it at all. No. Nah. You know? And they try to bring in guys who are like analytics guys, but like, I don't know if it's like there's too much or or what, but I mean, it's just like fuck, <laughs> you know. I don't think the pirates will ever get out of the basement. I don't. I, the the problem is, it's like 
you know, it, it, <clears throat> they can do it, but it, it would take like you would have to have everything break right for you. Like yeah. you had have to have the guys in your draft be absolutely perfect. Like they would all have to become major league players. They have to be high, high level major league players, and you have to have like it's just everything would have to go absolutely perfectly in order for the Pirates to to do that. And that it happened once, you know. They had a three year stretch where they were, you know, they were always in the wild card. They were a competitive team. I mean, they they, they took St. Louis that first year to five games in the first round. You know, they they probably should have beaten St. Louis that year. Um, so it, it's tough to like. But like it took them twenty years to figure that out, right? That's the problem. Like the the you know they're not going to go out there and find and and pay free agents at all. Like it it has to be completely internal with the pirates, right? And or you trade a what trade for guys that like the other team is willing to pay for like three fourths of their salary. Yeah, you know, like that's just how it works with the pirates. Yeah. Yeah, so I watched the Mandalorian. Yeah, I watched I watched episode one of that. That was uh that was pretty fucking good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it actually. Yeah. You? I did, yeah. I I liked um I liked the whole thing with Boba Fett's armor. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, all, Timothy um, Oliphant, you know, he's a good actor. You know, um, I like the second I saw him, I'm like, well, that's not Boba Fett, but that's Boba Fett's armor. Right, right. You know, and you know, the, 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 that reveal at the end, I was like, ooh, okay, there we go, there we go. Yeah. You know, um, Like I, I, yeah, I did. I, I, I enjoyed the first episode. I, I thought it does a good job of just kind of like bringing us up to speed. Here's where we're at. Yeah. You know, I'm intrigued to see where the rest of the season goes. Yeah, I liked it how they said, you know, about the worm or whatever. It was like, yeah, th- this kills Sarlax. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Kraut Dragon. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like the. <laughs> yeah communication with the sand people too i thought that was interesting yeah i thought so too yeah it was like a you know like a i don't know there's a lot of things on earth there that i didn't really take into account you know what i mean yeah it was like the culture itself i thought that was pretty interesting they kind of went down that road you know through conversations and just just a little bit what's that just a little bit like just enough to tease you with it yeah, like stealing a water and like there's yeah. definitely there's something there, you know what I mean? So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I I liked um like for like a th- for like a throwaway character like in the first movie. I mean, it, 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 the the Tuscan Raider serves its purpose in the first movie. That's all you need it for. Yeah. You know, it's interesting how like in the Mandalorian twice now, you know with the sand people you've kind of like been exposed to their, their culture a bit more. Right. You know, and, um, it's kind of an interesting way of, of going about things. I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I thought good. overall it was a good episode. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was good, for sure. Yeah. I've also been enjoying season three of uh, Discovery. I haven't watched the newest episode. No. No. I watched the first one. Yeah. I mean, the the, the episode two and episode three are very good. Um, Yeah. You know, in 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 typical Star Trek fashion, it's 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 a slow build. Um, I'm sorry, I did, I watched the first two. Okay, so you haven't I watched, watched the third. her her series, and then I watched not her the, series. Her, yeah, her her episode and then the Discovery episode. Yeah, I watched both of those. Yeah. Um, I I do think what's interesting is, is like I mean it's there 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 it's still a slow build to like what what is actually going on. Yeah, you know, um, which I, I like. I mean, they're still doing some. It, it's good storytelling, storytelling, and it's still and it's like like again, like little pieces are being presented to you of this is what the universe is. You know, right. just these little chunks here and there are showing you like, okay, this is where we're at. This is what the universe is, and that they've jumped into. Right. You know, so um, I've liked that so far. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Because one one of the things I'm you're kind of like you discover like and I'm not spoiling anything, but like it's clear like the discovery is overmatched in this future. Yeah, like like we there's a moment where like you know I was like oh shit yeah she we need to get her revamped quick she need she needs to be refitted (laughs) right you know. Guys, she goes in the battle. She's getting her ass kicked. <laughs> Just because it's new technology, you know. What I mean, yeah, so many years ahead. Yeah, I mean, the ship's a thousand years old. <laughs> you right. You know? So, but still, like, it's like it. It, it was still, like it's like one of those things like you kind of didn't think about in a way. Like I thought, like you know, you know, shields are shields. You know, they may be a little bit more pop. But I mean, like I was like, you know, oh, oh, fuck. Okay. Right. Yeah, she's in trouble. <laughs> Good thing she's fast. Right. Um, but overall, I've, I've enjoyed all three episodes. I, I'm, I like where I like where it's at so far. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. That's been about it for me. I I really haven't watched anything else. No. No. <clears throat> we didn't do any. Really, anything we, you know, we did Halloween, but yeah, I mean, kind of different with Lisa not being here, so yeah, I'm sure. Um, she, uh, not she, we did do Halloween at the house, but I made one of those candy shoots, uh huh, from the top step. So we yeah. just put the candy in a PVC pipe and they just collected it at the bottom of the pipe. <laughs> nice, but I still had my distance, yeah. You know, we were still, yeah, you know, twelve feet away. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that right. was pretty cool. Trying to figure out a way to do it, you know. Yeah. So we did. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I um actually, what people I'm sure people are gonna find very very weird, but for the first time ever, I actually um handed out candy for for Halloween. Seriously. 
Well, for any other Halloween, I've either been at work during, or yeah. I've been at Nancy's sister's house. Yeah. So, like, in all honesty, I've, I've never been home for Halloween before. Uh-huh. Um, so this is, like, the first time I actually, like, you know, had, got to hand out candy for, for Halloween. I had, I had four trick-or-treaters. Four? Four. At your place here? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, um, I, I basically sat out on the front porch and, uh, I, I fired up some, uh, some Van Halen on the, on the old iPhone uh-huh. and, uh, I had four kids. It, it, was, it was like something out of like stranger things. I like all, there were all four kids, four, like 13, 14 year old boys on uh-huh. bikes. Like they were c- coming down the hill from uh i don't know where they were at they were coming down the hill but they they, they saw the light and heard the music were like dude stop stop he's got candy and they all came in dropped their bikes like it was like the 80s and came up and i gave him like a, each like a big claw full of candy. <laughs> Fuck. yeah i haven't seen anybody in yeah. all a claw full of candy and that was that that's cool yeah mm-hmm. otherwise i sat aside and froze my ass off yeah, it was cold. We're getting snow, I think, tonight. A little bit. Something right. like that, yeah. Dusting or something. Yeah, the wind's blowing pretty good right now. I know, I can hear it up. So. Yeah. Some weird weather today. Period. Very strange. Oh, it was like one of those things, like, I, Nancy woke me up because she needed help feeding the cats as she was getting ready to leave. And uh, so it was like nine o'clock, and I get, like, I'm looking at, I'm like, it's nine o'clock. Like it was like still so dark in my room. Like I don't have like like dark curtains or anything, but it was like I'm still I'm looking around like I feel like it's like like seven thirty still, seven six. Yeah. You know, it, it, this yeah. isn't it doesn't see you know like all day has kind of been like like yeah yes at least like the sun was out. Like today has like been like very right. like very dark. Right. Uh, it's a strange day. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's like it's the day after Halloween and just before the election. Let's just be what we are. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's a, it's a dark and miserable day. It is. Yeah. Election uh, day is coming. Yeah, get out and vote. There's our political message. I don't care who give a fuck who you vote for. Just go vote. Yeah. So what else? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. It was a fun Steeler game. We just watched. Yeah, it was nuts. Nice. <laughs> It was a good game. Like if, if even if the Steelers would have lost that game, I would have been like, it was a good game. Yeah. You know, like it, it was it, that was Steelers Ravens. Right. You know, that's I'm, what you I, expected. I think, I think what I was surprised at it was how much rushing was given up. Yeah, I, I was surprised how much they 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 the. But I mean, like I don't want to like once Alalu went out, like that's when they became a sieve. Like yeah. You know, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. But. Like I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That like I, I think this game epitomized like 
why I would not take Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. Right. Like, again, I am not going to doubt for a second he is one of the most talented athletes in in all of professional football or in sports in general. And, like, I get, like, what the allure is to having a guy like him. But the fact of the matter is on third and five and fourth and three, they did not have enough faith in his arm to throw the ball. Right. You know, they were putting it in his legs. Right. You know, and like any other quarterback would have been throwing the ball in those situations. Like, and they had no faith in that. Yeah, they didn't. But it was, it, it was an interesting game. It was the one of the longest games I've watched for a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it was a kind of a nail biter down to the end. Yeah, you know. But D came up big, so D came up big all all game, really. You know. I think I lost you. All right, so I know we were talking. So <laughs> we had some technical difficulty, but my power went out. So the uh, for like a second, and right. uh, which caused my wife my Wi-Fi router to reset. So I lost internet connection. Um, but I, I know we were talking about the Steelers, and um, I'm I'm not going to get into the rest of that. Oh, I'm getting longer is it? But um, I, I did see something about the Steelers I wanted to talk about that I, I thought was kind of funny. And that was they are apparently the most hated team in the country. Really? Which surprised me a little bit. Yeah. But I, I, I guess this is going off of this year, though. Like, I, I think overall, I think most people would say, like, New England would be, like, the team everybody hates. Yeah. But. I guess this year, going off of like Twitter statistics, um, they were saying that uh, they're they are the most hated team um, in eight different states, more than any other team in the country. Wow! Yeah, I was like, wow, that's that's a shocker. I wonder why. I mean, like. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool, you know, myself. But it also means like our fan base is probably just a bunch of assholes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know about that. Oh, I do. 
Like I, I will wholeheartedly admit, like the Steeler fan base is one of the worst in the country. Yeah. Because like the, 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 like you know, what, what's the retort whenever you're a Steelers fan? Like, like last year, as an example, like you, you win eight and eight. You, you lost some games that were just like, you know, if you had Ben, you would have won. So what's the retort when somebody like rubs it in like, hey, yeah, we kicked your ass. What's the first thing a Steeler fan always says? <laughs> we got six. How many do you have? <laughs> yeah, that's always the line. That's always a give me a call when you've got six Lombardies. Yeah. You know. I can't hear you over the six Lombardies in, in my ear. You know, shit like that. I mean, it's like it's like the classic Steelers shit talk is like, you know, yeah, six Lombardies. Give us a call then. Okay. <laughs> you know. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it, it, I mean, it's, and it's the worst. Like, I mean, you know, so. I mean, like, even Steelers fans, like, like. Yeah, you know, I mean, you look at that that win last week against Tennessee, and you say to yourself, "Well, I mean, great that they got the win, but there are things that they could have done better." Like Steeler fans, like treat treat it like a loss. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like Steeler fans were like, you know, this is horrible. They are the worst undefeated team I have ever seen. A good team would have put them away. Like, what the fuck? Holy shit! Maybe Tennessee's actually pretty good too. Did you ever think of that? Yeah, you know. Like people will bitch about like the you know all the yardage the Steelers gave up against the Ravens this weekend. Maybe they're really fucking good too. Yeah, Ravens you know? are. Like you can't you you like okay you you blow out the Browns and you say well the Browns are only good against bad teams. I get that, but like you can't go into a game like against Tennessee or against Baltimore or, or Buffalo and like like say like you're, you're expecting to blow them out. Right. But you can't. Right. And if you do, you're a fool. But like Steeler fans are like, you know, can't believe they only won by four. (laughs) (laughs) That Tennessee game, it's unacceptable. This isn't Super Bowl winning performance. They're seven and fucking oh. What more do you want? (laughs) Right. Yeah, I know. That's that's the thing. I can't believe we're seven and oh. I know. That's nuts to me. And I mean, and you've got a you've got a shot. What the next three games are? Dallas, Cincinnati, somebody else that sucks. Like you could be ten and zero. Cleveland, right? I can't remember, but like it's somebody. It's, it's somebody with a losing record. Yeah, we got to play the Bills. I think we play this year, right? Might be the Jets. Maybe it is the Jets. Maybe, but yeah, well, it's, it's like the Cowboys division, right? Well, no, that, that's the NFC East. No, oh, my bad. But I mean, it's like, but still, it's like we it's three Philly teams. Too, I think. Well, we already played Philly. Oh, that's right. We beat we beat Philly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, I. But I mean, like either way, like I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I mean, it's like three teams that like all three teams have, have like losing records. I know Dallas is next, and then Cincinnati, and it's like who the third team is. I can't remember. And it's like you, you could go, you could go through that stretch and be ten and zero. Like you, at that point, you're guaranteed a playoff appearance. Right. You know. So. 
But yeah, I we thought... have. Hold on, we got okay. Cowboys next week. Right. Bengals. Jags. Jacksonville. That was the one. Yeah. Then yeah. we got the Ravens on yeah. Thanksgiving. And then we play Washington. Yeah. The Bills, Bengals again, the Colts, and then the Browns. So you got like, in all honesty, like two. You got two two games. Again, you get you know Ravens part two, <laughs> and the Bills, the, the two hardest teams left in on the the um on the schedule. Right. And, and in all honesty, like that Browns game. That could end up being meaningless for the Steelers. Right. You know, it could mean something for for the Browns. They may be fighting for a playoff spot. Right. But it'll be meaningless for us. Very good chance. Yeah. I mean, if you you figure if you if you run that we're playing, I'm actually happy that we're playing Baltimore on Thanksgiving. I'm gonna get those out of the way. Yeah. I do. I, I want the Baltimore Ravens out of the way. I mean, for just for the regular season at least. Right. I mean, you you figure, okay, if you if you run if you run the next three games, that's got you at ten and zero. And let, let's say you 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 split. Let's say, I mean, ultimately you'd you'd want to sweep Baltimore, and right. you lose the Bills for some reason. Like you just you reach a point where you're like, okay, fuck it, we got we got to lose a game, you know. Yeah. And you lose to the Bills. You you could go in. You could con- conceivably go into that. That Cleveland game at the end of the season with with one loss, right, and have like you know everything sewn up as far as like playoff spots and everything else, and, yeah. like, you know, and you're rolling out Mason Rudolph, you yeah. know, you're playing the second team because you don't want to get Ben injured, right. We have Dobbs now too, right? I, I I think he's like on like the practice squad or something. I'm not quite sure what the deal is with. I know I know he's there, but I'm not quite sure. Like they expanded the practice squad due to COVID nineteen, so I'm not quite sure what the deal is with with Dobbs. I think he's on the practice squad though, but he's like on the sideline with like a earpiece in and shit. Who would you take, Dobbs or Rant, uh, Rudolph? You know, I'd probably take Dobbs. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I hate hate to say that, but like Mason Rudolph, like in an opportunity to show me what he was made of, showed me absolutely nothing last year. (laughs) Right. You know. Right. The fact that he was replaced by a guy named Duck. Yeah. Says a great deal. I agree. I'm in a complete agreeance. I mean, in all honesty, if it was up to me, I would have been making a call to uh, to Landry Jones. Yeah, right. Who who was a far better backup? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in in what I can only refer to as things that both of our nightmares are made of. Okay. A New York City man was waiting for a bus. 
when he fell into a sinkhole. <laughs> so he's just waiting for a bus, and all of a sudden, a sinkhole opens up underneath him. <laughs> now, that's horrific enough. Like, to have the earth open up underneath your feet and swallow you is, is a scary enough proposition. But then, on top of that, as he was laying on the, you know, in the hole, a swarm of rats approached and was crawling all over him. Holy hell. Yeah. Leonard Shoulders, 33, suffered a broken arm and broken leg in the 12 to 15 foot plummet after the ground gave way on a Bronx sidewalk. <laughs> so, holy fuck, that's a fall. Yeah. He couldn't move and the rats were crawling all over him. He didn't scream because he didn't want rats going into his mouth. Holy hell. Oh. The rats down there were ridiculous. They were so big. <laughs> Emergency crews took about a half hour to rescue him and Shoulders was hospitalized. He's alive, Cindy White said. Thank God. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> Like, what a horrific, horrific, like, like, for, like you, felt, you just fell 15 feet into the earth. Right, right. A hole opened up underneath your feet and swallowed you into the ground, and you fell 15 feet. And at the bottom of that 15 feet waiting for you was a swarm of rats that were going to crawl over you for the next half hour until rescue came. <laughs> right. And... You know you shouldn't scream because you're afraid one of them, these foul creatures, are going to go into your... And you know, these were like russes, rodents of unusual size. These had to have been good, probably five to ten pounders. <laughs> right. They were the size of chihuahuas. You know it. These were New York City subway rats. <laughs> right. You know, they're living high off the hog. Like, oh, like what? I can't even imagine, like, the, the whore, like... The, the psychological trauma this would have caused me. <laughs> you know. It's fucked up. It is. <laughs> like, I can't I can't imagine. It's like it's like 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 what the fuck was that show with Joe Rogan? Fear, Fear Factor. Factor. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, laying in, in that that clear coffin as they dump shit on you. Like, like, like we're just gonna dump these five pound rats on you. Here you go. Like, oh my God. You know. Can't even imagine. I know. Oh. It's nuts. It is. <laughs> oh. Gives me the heebies thinking about it. Right. So here, here's uh, the other tidbit I want to talk about. Amazon says you don't own digital movies. Okay. Okay. Apparently, there, there, there's a lawsuit against Amazon Prime Video. And they're basically stating, and this is what I've always thought, they are not selling you the movie. You do not own it. They are selling you a license to be able to watch the movie digitally. Yeah. 
So basically, if, what they're saying is we have contractual rights to certain movies with certain production houses and certain distributors. And if for whatever reason we lose those rights, you lose the digital pro- digital materials that you purchased. Right. So you spent 20 bucks for nothing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like, and it, this just goes to show, like, I, I know, like, I'm, I'm sure somebody out there is going to be like, well, you know, digital media is better for the environment. I am sorry. I am still a physical media person. Yeah. I am. Like, I, I, I still like buying movies. Yeah. I need to have a physical copy of it if I like it. Yeah. Like, this digital, owning it digitally does not work for me at all. Yeah, I, I, I like both. I mean, um, I mean, I understand where Prime's, I understand what Prime's saying. Right. <clears throat> but, I mean, we don't have a very big catalog of stuff that we've bought. You right. know what I mean? From Prime. Right. Does that makes sense? Like, yes. Well, like, to me, like, the thing is, I think the biggest thing is you're not saving anything. Yeah. Like, it's still 20 bucks. Yeah. You know? So for 20 bucks, I'd much rather go buy it and own the physical copy of it. Yeah. If that's the case. I think it's just, I think most people do it because there's an early release on the film. Yeah. That's all. They can't wait. We've done that, but. Yeah. Not very I I just, I I can't, I I, I don't see. I I guess just it is like, I I just, I don't like, I, and I, I get to a certain extent, like, you know, you want to say like, well, it's better for the environment and, you know, you know, you're just being a stodgy old man by having physical media. But at the same time, technically, you don't own it if that's the case. Right. Like, if for whatever reason, that you know, I can't stream a Star Wars movie anymore. I still own them all. Yeah. You know, I can just put them on the old DVD player and, or Blu-ray player and watch them. Right. You know, like, the the, the physical media still, still works. You know, whereas, like... like yeah, yeah, that copy you own digitally on Amazon Prime, it's going to go away at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's still, um, I don't know what the word is. I, don't, I can't think of the word, but <clears throat> it's still there. I mean, it's still as popular as, you know. Well, I, I think the physical physical copy of of a film is still popular. I, I think it's more popular with a younger generation. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the same thing with games. You know, like, um, like the next generation of, of gaming systems, you have a choice. You can get the 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 version that you 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 use the physical media on, or the version you that doesn't use physical media at all. Right. Well, like I'm of the, I'm still of the opinion, like when I, when I played games, like 
when you beat a game, like having that physical copy of it meant something. It was like a trophy. Yeah. Like I could display that. Like, yeah, I, hey, did you play this game? Did you beat? Yeah, I beat that game. Yeah. <laughs> I got every, I got every every reward on. I got I, I completed the entire thing. You know, yeah. like that, that was something you could say. Like where with like digital copies, like here, let me show you on on my device what I've done. You know. Yeah. Man, nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah. like, it's like it's like this weird thing. Like you know, with music. I mean, music's gone like physical physical copies of music have gone the way of the dodo it seems like you know you can't even like it's hard to find a CD player anymore yeah like I'd like to have a CD player because I have like Nancy's like what do you want a CD player for I'm like well because I have all these CDs yeah, you just stream it but I have all these CDs yeah you know what's the point in keeping the CDs if I'm not going you know I want to just throw them the fuck out yeah you know. I don't want to do that. I want to listen to them because I purchased them, you know? Right, right, right. And, like, you know, I mean, I'm sure, like, the argument is, like, well, when you, when you when you transition from a tape deck to a CD player, what happened to all those tapes? Well, you're right. Yeah, they, they, they got thrown away or whatever. But at the same time, like, the transition from a stream to, you know, to streaming, you don't own it, though. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I can't buy a copy of Led Zeppelin four digitally and say I own it. Yeah. You know, I feel yeah. it's the same thing here. Like you, you can't buy, you know, a movie on Amazon Prime. This is what they're basically saying is you don't own shit. You just give right. us twenty bucks for the license to be right. able to watch it. You know, that's like that's kind of hard to deal with to me. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure it's because I'm I'm an old man, you know, but I'll I, I, I'll take that though. Like I, you know, I, I I just I look at these kids with like all the streaming stuff and the digital stuff, and I just say like, you just don't own it. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. No, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I've still got PlayStation One game stash way where it's like like if I had the room, I'd like display it like a trophy. Like yeah, I beat that fucking game. Right. There's the proof right there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hanging like an animal pelt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. It was a slow fucking week, man. Yeah, it was. There was something did I did see they, they, they released the trailer for Halloween Kills. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah I saw that. Like, you know. Coming next year, like fuck, motherfuckers. I know. <clears throat> I know. Honestly, I don't know how the movie franchise, you know, the movie houses are surviving. They're not. That's the problem. I know, but I mean, you know, I don't know how they're doing it. Oh, oh you mean like the, the 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 production studios and stuff? No, I mean they'll keep working. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm talking about like the movie, like Cinemark and Lowe's. Well, yeah, so, I mean that that is the problem. They're not. Yeah. That's the major problem. Like they, they were counting, like 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 the, in a couple weeks, the new Bond movie was supposed to come out, and it's not. And like they were counting on shit like that. You know. All right. This is stuff like like. We're we're entering the winter season now with with movie theaters. Like November and December were always a big, 
like starting with Thanksgiving, like, like that month between Thanksgiving and Christmas was huge with movies, right. you know, and there's nothing there. Yeah, I know. You know, and like, no, I mean, they, they, they lost the entire summer. They're, they're losing the winter season. Like, I, you just don't know how they can survive. Right. And I don't see, like, Like you would think like as major corporate, like as like major corporations, like they would have like other things. You say like, okay, like the movie industry is not doing well for us, but these other things are, so we can kind of hang on to the the AMC or we can hang on to Cinemark. But it seems like that's not the case at all. Like these are just, this is their sole form of income. (laughs) Right. You know, and they're like, we're fucked. Right. Yeah, they don't have any other avenues. No. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's going to be a pretty bleak Oscars this year. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that there's a... I, I, I think up to this point still, the Bad Boys movie is still the highest grossing movie of the year. <laughs> And that came out like what in February. Yeah. You know, so like I, I mean, like it, it's yeah, the Oscars are gonna be bleak because a lot of those types of movies that you know and again, this is the time of year those type of movies start to come out. Like those Oscar contenders. Yeah. Like from November to December is like a big time for like the Oscar movies because like you know, you remember the last thing you saw. So they try to release them at the end of the year. Right. So you know, you're not seeing those movies coming out. I mean, I'm. It, it's going to be weird. There's a lot, lot of like, you know, is Will Smith going to win Best Oscar for for Bad Boys? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, best actor in, a, in any movie that came out this year, Will Smith. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Best supporting actor, David Arquette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I, I, I find the whole thing interesting. Like, it's like the longer this thing goes on, the harder it's it, like, the harder it is to 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 see, you know, movie theaters, big and small, right, being around. Like this is going like I feel like this is going to jumpstart just straight premium video on demand. Yeah, I think because because at some like because at some point these the, these production companies, especially with the tent poles, especially with, with like you know the big movies like the the superhero movies like Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Like at some point you've got to make money off of this, right? And I think that and I don't think that's going to change here in the next especially during the winter no i don't think it's going to change from now till march to no. be quite honest with you because we just keep piling on cases yeah you know what i mean so right. i i don't know i don't know yeah so i mean it's like this thing where like you you kind of sit there and you, you say to yourself like you know at some point, 
I, as a, as a, as a movie producer, I've got to say to myself, like, I, I've got to make money. Right. You know, I've got this $250 million movie that's just sitting on a shelf collecting dust. Right. I have to make something for this. Right. You know, and especially this time of year where people are stuck inside, even more so, like, releasing that, that type of movie as a premium video on demand just makes more sense because you can probably make your money back. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't we'll know see. either. Yeah. <clears throat> and only Thad can sit there and his underwear and do whatever it is he wants to do with his popcorn. Yeah. yeah right. Yuck. And double yuck. <laughs> but getting back to whatever, like, so you watched that trailer for Halloween. What did you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I just watched the last one last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad her hands are involved in it big time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as a, as a producer, yeah, I do. I kind of like the fact that she's a little bit deeper into it than just showing up. You know, you know. What I'm yeah, like, like she has skin in the game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. Like I'm, you know, you know. I mean, it's not. It's different than like, uh, you know, it's similar in a sense to the Linda Hamilton thing with Terminator. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the main female lead. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And um, similar, not the same, but similar. And, um, but in this, of course, much more low budget than, of course, Terminator. But in the same respect, she's got, like you said, skin in the game. So she wants to make a good movie. Yeah. She's been around the block. She knows, she knows what's good and what's bad. Yeah. You know, this isn't going to be, although it was a good movie, it's not going to be Christmas with the cranks. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so she knows. She knows the work. She knows the body of um, the Halloween movies. And uh, upon her return, she's going to make it good. Yeah. I kind of like the fact that she's involved. Because the last one was perfect. Yeah. I mean. I agree. That was a perfect movie. Yeah. It was just a good film. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with that movie. (laughs) No. And I think people liked it, too. I mean, I think it, it was well received. I mean. Of course, it didn't bomb. As right. memory serves, no, it um, didn't. It did well. And, uh, it did very well. And, yeah, but uh, I, mean, I think both critically and like financially, it did very well. Yeah. So you know, I don't think they've rushed. They haven't rushed that second part out. You know, where the the usual movie mistake. Um, because that one came out in eighteen. This was supposed to come out in twenty. And it got pushed back. So that's a two-year break there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's not like they put but, out another. But they thing. also had a plan. Like, when they sold it as a trilogy. Huh? When they sold this, they sold it as a trilogy. Like, right. they had a plan for three movies. Right. So it wasn't like, hey, we had success with the first one. Let's, let's do a second. They had it. They had a trilogy in mind from the yeah. beginning. I forgot about that. Yeah. So... Like this was like the first one was only the first chapter of their three chapter story that they wanted to tell. Right. 
which is interesting. Like, you know, so which I like. I like it. They had a plan all along. I liked her in it too. I mean, yeah, she like the the evolution of Laurie Strode was very interesting. Right. And I like the shots of Michael, too. They, there was a lot yeah. of things in that film that they did very well, and they captured the early filmmaking, um, which I appreciated. Yeah. You know what I, mean? um, I like the fact that those kids ran into him on the street. Yeah. Yeah. The kid was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was almost a blip. But... Uh, and there were some comedy elements to it, and then the killings were gruesome, you know? Yeah. I like the fact that you can see him unmasked, like, mm-hmm. at least that side shot. Yeah. Um, I thought that was good. Then you see him unmasked in the distance, but you can't make out the face at one yeah. of the parts. I like that. The whole gas station scene was incredible. Um, the whole, You know, from that slasher yeah aspect just it was really good it even opened well yeah i thought the opening was like incredible i did i thought that that was like it just set the tone i i just thought it was really good how they just started going nuts like the yeah. evil was in that yeah. place you know and yeah that, that thing that dr loomis told warned everybody about years ago the evil of michael myers right and then it just like all the crazies just start getting even more crazy. Yeah. Screaming, the dogs barking, and he doesn't move the entire time. That's like no. the best thing. And he's yeah. got like a hundred pound weight, 200 pound weight on his ankle. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it's, it's good shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this next year. Um, I, I thought the first, like the first part of it was, extraordinarily well done i you, know, you covered a lot of it so i'm not gonna go over, but i but you're right you're right like the way it was shot the the way it was edited even um just really really well done i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with part two and part three later on yeah i liked how it was edited too in the beginning because right after that crazy scene you know what i mean like yeah we're right after that scene in the wherever they were outside it just went it just flipped to the music. I mean, that was perfect. Yeah. It's just really well done. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. Okay. Mailbag. And as always, we have an email from a good friend, super fan thad. That I said, hello, my two favorite hosts like to cut holes in the candy dish, poke their wiener through, and pat. No, no. What did you guys do for Halloween? Well, I think we, we discussed that. Beaver County's trick-or-treat was Thursday. We passed out candy while my projector played Pennywise on our porch window. We have one of those Atmos projectors that plays different scenes for the holidays. Platypus dresses Pennywise and ran around from around the house each time the kids grabbed candy. The kids would wet their pants, drop their bags of candy, and we would score. Easiest way to steal candy from the kids in the neighborhood. Well, that's awful. I'll bet Mongoose dressed up like a leprechaun for Halloween. I'll bet Otter dressed as Stork. Then went around and tried to bore everyone with his podcast. Wow. 
Shots fired. I mean, sure, Stuart's podcast is about Star Trek, but still, shots fired. <laughs> okay, short and sweet Halloween write-in. I had to go get dressed for the Penn State-Ohio State game. I'm going to dress this. No, we're not going to get into all that. But I'm, ga- I'm glad to see Penn State's 0-2. <laughs> Oh, and two. I can't say too much because, you know, Pitt's been shit in the dead for, bed for the past four weeks. So, right. how about them Steelers? <laughs> um, we also have a write-in from our good friend, the Mongoose, better known as Anthony from Ireland. Yeah. He writes in, hey, Sean and Ian. Long time, no right. Not much going on over here. We went into a second lockdown a couple of weeks ago as the numbers went higher than ever. So we are back to only essential businesses being left open. But schools are okay to keep going. And if you want to fly into the country, we trust you'll isolate for two weeks and not go anywhere. (laughs) We all start the bizarre situation over here where our merry band of anti-maskers are led by Jim Core, the tool from the band, the Coors. He also believes he's the best-looking one in the band. Oh, okay. Well, good to see we're not the only country with a, a group of anti-maskers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all of this has led to a very strange Halloween night. We had one trick-or-treater knock on to us this year. I would say we would normally average around 60 or 70 on a normal Halloween. So I was pleasantly surprised this year that most people were taking it seriously. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, the trick-or-treating was was up and running. I mean, I know that I've, I've read like other people in White Oak had like 300 kids coming to their door. And I'm like, you know, you motherfucker. And then I thought to myself, like, if I was a kid, would I make my way up the hill to my house? I'm like, fuck, no. There's plenty of plenty of damage to be done down down below. Yeah, so. I, I think we had a decrease in trick or treaters for sure. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I wasn't even going to give out candy, but we needed a sense of normalcy. I think so. Yeah. Um, we did, but that's why I developed that shoot thing. Yeah. Not developed. I, yeah. I saw it online. I built it. Yeah. Did it. You know what I mean? I didn't develop it. Um. But I thought that was important. I just thought you were going to potato gun candy at kids. <laughs> no. no, it worked fine, though. Yeah, you know, you're 12 feet away. Poof. Yeah. Poof. <laughs> you know, fire up the old potato gun. I mean, my kids didn't go, so. Yeah. Or my kid I mean, didn't. Yeah, Anna and Bree is too old. And I, I mean, yeah. Ellie didn't go. So. Yeah. Um. The mongoose continues. Uh, I usually love this time of year, but found it hard to get into the spirit. I didn't watch a shitload of horror movies, though. Like you needed the month of October for that excuse. <laughs> Some highlights. The Babysitter and the sequel. Mm-hmm. Two great fun horrors with loads of comedy thrown in. Plenty of good gore and practical effects and likable characters. It's hard to find a decent horror comedy. Most of them just go straight to the parody jugular, which has been done to death. 
yeah. movies like Shaun of the Dead or Tuck One Dale versus Evil get the balance right. Yeah. And don't take themselves too seriously and kept true to their horror themes. I agree. I, I would certainly agree. Um, also watched the Halloween reboot from 2018. Such a great movie and gives me great hope for the next couple. Yeah. It is such a great job with this. The mask looks fantastic and creepy as the original. And the gore is switched up to 11 and the evolution of Crazy Laurie is believable. It all makes sense, though. The whole crazy killer Dr. Malarkey uh, was a bit weak sauce. Yeah, you know, you let that slide, though. <laughs> you, had, you had to get him out there somehow. Yeah. And Dead Snow 2 was also a great watch. Nazi zombies and the over-the-top gore and lots of dark Norwegian humor is a, is a highly recommended horror. I've always wanted to watch Dead. I watched the first Dead Snow, but never the second. Um, the worst movie I've seen in ages was the Grudge remake. Not the original U.S. remake, but the 2021, which was the biggest load of bollocks I've seen in ages. I don't think I've ever been as irritated watching a movie as this. It's all over the place. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense and isn't scary. The original and the remake are two of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I remember seeing the remake in an empty cinema and literally spent 90 minutes trying to get away from the screen. The noise that creepy fucker makes is bone chilling. But in this latest shit fest, they insert a noise everywhere and it's just a desperate attempt at cheap fright. And it doesn't work. I would rate this a dog shit sandwich out of 10. Wow. There you go. Uh, on the telly front, The Boys Season 2 was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So hurry up, Sean, and watch it so we can talk about it. I know. I, you know, again, I was planning on watching it um, Friday, and I didn't. Uh, I feel like I watched something Friday, and I can't remember what the fuck it was. And I was gonna watch it Saturday, but I got. I ended up watching that Boston College Clemson games. I thought Clemson was gonna get get a uh, get beat. That would have been a huge upset. Mm. But they ended up coming back. Um, but anyway, so I, I, I had plan I've I've had I, every time I make plans to watch the boys season two, something happens and I end up not watching. So I, I do need to get to this. Um Anthony Starr's Homelander is one of the best baddie characters ever. And this season they turned his depravity up to eleven. Right mm. up there to the last scene which is in equal parts hilarious and scary as shit. I really can't find any fault in any of this at all. So I've heard. Also on Amazon Prime was the Tottenham documentary, All or Nothing, which captured the events of last season after losing one of the biggest games in our modern history and sacking one of the most popular managers ever to hiring one of the best coaches in modern history and taking in the COVID malarkey. It was a great watch and a real peek behind the scenes. Yes, I'm biased, but there was so much they covered from player contract issues to horrific injuries and really a good watch. I get that. Like, uh, you know, I, I was like, like, you know, I kind of get laughed at a little bit because I like watching hard knocks mm. every, every NFL preseason. Um, but I like it because like, it gives you a behind the scenes look at how teams operate. 
and a lot of times I like, you know, the general manager and the coach function together. And, you know, sometimes, you know, like, you know, contract toss come into place. You know, it, I, I, I like that behind the scenes peak of, of, of how a team operates. Right. I think that's why I like, you know, I just watched Moneyball and that was a big part of that, obviously. Right. So like, I, I, I enjoy shit like that. I, you know, I would love to like, I would love and I would hate to see them do that with the Steelers sometime. Yeah. You know, like I, I, there's a part of me that's like, I would love to see like that behind, like get that peek behind that curtain to see how like Mike Tomlin operates and like, you know, all these guys and like how, how they put together a game plan and stuff like that. There's also a part of me that's like, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I also started watching Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Which I'm enjoying so far. I've watched the first four episodes, and damn, there is some great stuff in there so far. Some great gore and loads of what the fuck moments. I have heard nothing but good things about Lovecraft Country. Have you watched that? No, just because situation. <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of watch it with yeah, yeah, together. Right. I uh, also finished season two of Mr. Mercedes, which was fantastic. It's nice to see the characters taken right off the page of the books and being portrayed so well. Apart from that, not much going on. Quite boring lady lately. I'm still working from home, which is great, as I get to listen to music and podcasts all day. That's nice. <laughs> I, mean, I work from home, but I don't get to because of what I do, which sucks. But right. I, I wish I could listen to podcasts all day while I work. <laughs> I did watch Joyride. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I like that movie. That's cool. Did you see it, ever see Joyride? No. Steve Zahn? Yeah. It's pretty good. I've heard it's a good movie. It just, mm-hmm. you know, one of those things I just never jumped into. Yeah, it's good. All right. Anything else you'd like to add to the proceedings, sir? No, I'm good, man. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. You can send us an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. We are a member of a number of podcasting networks. Uh, You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, Weeby Geeks Network, and our brand new podcast network, the Pod Breed Network. Um, Just give them a Google search and you can find all the other great shows they have to offer sweet sweet indeed what do you have to say for yourself trebek (laughs) yeah all righty then so then on that note the dreamer has awakened peace